coach. Uh, we're going to start with, uh, we'll allow you uh, to have an opening comment, and then we'll follow up with questions from Mark Reese and Alan Siegel. All right, okay. Uh, well, the players are off today, so, um, you know, let's give a, you know, give them a little chance. Uh, we've had a couple, you know, a couple um, good work days here, uh, you know, several in the past week or so, so this will give us a good chance to uh, kind of get a little rest, recover a little bit here, and then, uh, you know, be ready to go, um, you know, for, for a couple more sessions here before we have to reduce our roster and then, you know, fully turn our attention to Miami. So, um, from a staff standpoint, also you know gives us a chance to kind of get caught up on a few things here that uh, have been piling up, and obviously some of the decisions that that we'll have to make. So uh, we get a little bit of a, a head start on some of those conversations and and uh, so forth. But you know, I thought we had a couple good days uh, here at the start of the week, and um, you know it's good to good to see those starting to, to string together a little bit. Um, obviously, still have a long, long way to go, but. Um, Players have worked hard. Um, they've really, you know, improved a lot from um, not only where we started, but you know, even even a few days ago. So uh, that's encouraging. I think if we can maintain our our work ethic and um, our discipline and continue to build that consistency, then you know we'll we'll be on the right track. Uh, even though it's going to be a long, you know, it'll be a long trip. So um, all right. First question, Mike Reese, followed by Alan Siegel. Great. Good morning, Bill. Um, what have you seen from the competition at wide receiver? And when putting together that group, how much consideration is there given to, like, you want a diversity of skill sets? You know, not having the same type of, like, 5'10", you know, whatever. Just pick a, a physical trait. You don't want 5'10", five, five, 175 pound guys, or maybe you do. I don't know how much consideration is given to something like that. Right. Well, I, I think the the second question first. Um, you know, m more than the than the physical skill set, really, is the position that that the receivers play. So, you know, we have outside receivers, we have inside receivers, and then you know, receivers that can, let's say, play both or have some combination of skills that where they can play both spots. So um, all three are important. I mean, some guys can be outside only. Some guys can be inside only. Um, some guys can have that flexibility. Uh, in the end, I think it's really more about production and performance, um, although, you know, size and skill set plays a part in that as well. So, um you know they they are related, but you know really the most important thing is to is to be productive. So whether it's you know we we've had them in different shapes and sizes. We had Dion Branch and Randy Moss, and they were both outside receivers, and you know could be more different. So um, you know, but I think you know the typical the typical stature of certain positions is um, you know I think we that can be identified, but. You know, if there's an exception to that and, and the guy's a good player, then uh, that's okay too. Um, competition at that position has been, been good. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, as always, that's the type of position where you can really um, see, you know, an individual, you know, highlight play or, or a play that may not be um, as good, you know, a drop ball or a, or a spectacular catch. 
uh, and those players are those players are a lot more visible and and really easily identify identifiable um, relative to you know an interior line play or that type of thing. Now, again, with that position, it's important to develop consistency and. There's a lot of times receivers are open and the ball's thrown to the other side of the field or they're covered. And so that that's all part of it, too. It's not just those highlight plays that everybody sees, but really the evaluation of the player's consistency to, you know, win his route um, or, you know, block the, the player that he's supposed to block in a running game uh, as part of the run force and so forth. So it's um, I think there are a lot of things at that position that are, are subtle to uh, the naked eye. And it really comes down to, you know, again, that play after play consistency. You know, the highlight plays stand out, but, um, and they're important too, one way or the other. But I would say the, the consistency overall is, is also something that you can't lose sight of. Next question, Alan. Thanks, Stacey. Good morning, Bill. Hey, Alan. Uh, I was wondering, you know, talking about the 53 here, um, with, with no work against uh, other teams this year, out of necessity, have you had to change at all the criteria that you use for evaluating the strengths and the weaknesses in terms of, you know, setting up that final roster? And has it, because of no work, been a little bit more difficult than normal? Well, I think there are a little more, few more questions than normal, yes, just because, um, you know, it's just less, less to evaluate. Um, so that's always the case. Anytime you have less information, um, it's a little, probably you're a little less certain than you are when you have more information. Um, again, we've dealt with this before where uh, players might play in, you know, one or sometimes no preseason games. Uh, and then you're, you know, kind of left in that same spot. You know, they, they practice for a week or so and then come back at the end of preseason. But you know, either aren't able to play or don't play in the last preseason game. And, you know, it's the same conversation we're having right now. So we've been there before, but usually that's with a uh, you know, limited number of players. This year it's with everybody. So uh, we'll just have to take the information that we have, the, the competition that we've had uh, on the field, both in, you know, one-on-one -on -one drills and group drills and team drills. And, um, you know, also there are some things that we do that our opponents don't do as much of. So... A uh, player may look um, a little better or maybe a little worse uh, against our team based on what what he's working against and what we do uh, than maybe what the norm is out there. So, um, you know, we, we have to take that into consideration as well. It's a little bit of projection, but, um, it's, you know, and, and other teams, you know, have the same, you know, kind of have the same conversation. So, you know, we're all, we're all playing on the same field. Uh, we just have to do the best we can with the information and knowledge that we have and, and make the decisions that we feel are best for the team. And, um, and so that's what we'll try to do here in the next few days. Uh, next question, Jim McBride, followed by Tom Curran. Uh, good morning, Coach. Hey, Jim. Uh, we've, we've seen a lot of guys take reps at uh, the two return spots, uh, and I'm wondering how you, you have liked the competition for those two roles. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, the similar question really to what Alan just asked. Uh, and, you know, that uh, the return position in particular is a little bit like the running back position. It's, it's really hard to uh, tell how those guys do with the ball in their hands based on the limited amount of live tackling we've done uh, as a team. Now, we've done individual tackling and fundamental tackling, but we've 
we've limited the live tackling reps and um and that's really where those guys excel right is in, in the open field with the ball in their hands can they make the first guy miss can they you know gain extra yards in the open field with their return skills how do they handle the ball the you know decision making with guys on them or um fair catching and you know so forth setting up blocks and and you know showing their strength or quickness or run the instincts um in a live setting as opposed to a, a you know team setting where generally we're tagging off um so it's that it makes that a little bit of a tougher evaluation um and that's again we'll just have to do the best that we can there but i i think that we have you know a number of players that uh you know have shown promise in practice um I think that's a little, it's a leap of faith to just go from practice to the game, especially at that position. Uh, you know, Troy, I think, has done a, a great job of working with those guys, and they've improved tremendously uh, in the mo last month in terms of their ball handling, decision making, uh, overall technique, um, awareness of, of the coverage um, distribution, and, and what to do. So we're catching the ball better, we're making better decisions. Uh, we're doing more things right and, and understanding what to do right. But, you know, what that will really look like in, in live competition is, is a little hard to say with certainty. Um, so uh, it's, it'll be, a, you know, there'll be a couple of tough decisions how we're going to handle that. Uh, we've already talked about that relative to those players who also have skill at other positions. So we're not just talking about um, – guys that are just you know pure returners so you evaluate the returnability versus another player uh who you know does something else plays defense or is a receiver or running back or whatever it happens to be like all the guys that we're talking about have other skills as well so it'll really be a combination of um factors that go into that decision and um and that competition which makes it um you know that that'll make it for you know some interesting um discussions here in the next couple of days uh, but it's a competitive spot and it'll probably be a you know I'd say not a maybe a clear cut uh, you know we're gonna have to see how this goes a little bit and obviously we have a couple guys back there with experience uh, you know obviously Julian you know as a punt returner has, has done that throughout his career but you know that's something that we've we haven't used him as much on as in the past and I think that's probably the right thing to do although we'll certainly you know need his availability at some point I'm sure thank you yep you're welcome uh, next question Tom Kern followed by Phil Perry hey Bill um, this kind of flows off a little bit of what Jim was asking is you know with the lack of the full contact how are you and your staff grappling with the idea that perhaps that first game against Miami will be the first time in which guys are tackled to the ground and they that might be a big leap for guys you know in terms of contested catches getting hit quarterbacks etc and, and even for the defensive players to, to be able to finish and follow through on on their hits and get guys to the ground is there going to be a point at which you give kind of a window for these guys to hit or how how are you approaching that yeah well um we've had plenty of contact in practice um so I wouldn't say that that's uh, an area that we're necessarily deficient in. Um, you know, the contact in the game is a little bit different. Uh, and we've dealt with, you know, really I'd say all kinds of contact. Um, and we've live tackled. We've tackled guys to the ground. But we've done it in a more of a one-on-one -on -one setting as opposed to, um, 
you know, game conditions. Now we've done some of the game conditions too. We've, you know, tackled live as a team and in a few selected drills, but uh, not, not extensively. Uh, so, and that's for the safety of the players. And, but we, we have had contact and we've had contact and we've tackled and the runners have, you know, taken contact with the ball in their hands and the tacklers have, you know, had to get guys on the ground like we're going to have to do. Um, so, you know, I'm sure that's a skill that we'll have to uh, acquire a little bit um, as the as we always do. I mean, it's similar in preseason, honestly. If you look at, you know, how many tackles uh, some of the guys that, uh, you know, play a lot in a regular season make in preseason, um, you know, I don't think you're talking about, you know, numbers that are up in the, the dozens and, and the hundreds or anything like that. You know, be a couple here and there, but that's, you know, that's really about what it is. So, um We'll be less than that, but uh, I would say that's not it's not a whole lot different than what it what it normally is. Um, so uh, we'll have to see how it goes. But I, I think we've I think we've prepared our players for that. I think they've had their opportunities uh, to feel the contact and to to feel as close to game reps as we can get without playing in a game. Um, there's another level to that that we'll have to experience, but I don't think we're I think we'll be prepared to to take that next step, and and then we'll have to refine it from there. I don't think it'll be perfect, but I think it'll be competitive, and and we'll continue to work and improve on it. And I was just real quick just to follow. Uh, Joe Judge actually uh, had Daniel Jones take off the red jersey just to get him jostled around a little bit. Would you do that at all with your quarterbacks? Do you think? Yeah, we'll do what we think is best for the team, Tom. Same as we always do. Hey Bill, I'm not sure if um, if this is a continuation of a of a similar discussion here from the last couple questions, but but I am curious because we've talked a couple times this off season about the similarities and differences between this year and, and 2011. And one thing I, I noticed about 2011 is that it it just looked like um, the offensive numbers from early in that season were pretty high. I think there were some historically good numbers, especially in terms of um, the passing game early that year. And I'm curious if if you remember anything about that year, if there was a trend that year that, that led to that offensive sort of output, um, and if you have to be aware of that going into this next season and you know guarding against uh, something similar maybe potentially happening. Yeah, well... Um... You know, I'd say we're going to try to, you know, we're going to try to perform well in in all three areas of the game: offense, defense, and special teams. So, that's that's what our goal and objectives are, and that's what we're going to try to do. I think, you know, anytime you have a high offensive output, that uh, output that's a combination of good offense and probably bad defense, and uh, vice versa. A lot of times, when you have low offensive output, it's a combination of good defense and and bad offense. So. Um, we're going to try to eliminate as many you know bad plays as we can, and and try to have as many good plays as we can. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I don't want to live in the past and um, worry about the past. I want us to try to be as good as we can be at all the things that we do, and that's that's what we're going to try to do. Did you think that? Uh, did you think that that may have had anything to do with maybe limitations when it comes to tackling and things like that, Bill, that year? Yeah. Uh, again, I you know, there's so many 
individual situations that we could talk about there. You know, I don't know. I'd have to go back and and study it more closely. But again, I would say when you have high offensive output, I mean, certainly credit would go to the offense for their execution. Um, but I would say unequivocally that there's also some bad defense in there uh, that goes with that good offense and vice versa. So, you know, in the end, um, great players are going to make some great plays and, uh, you know, they're hard to defend, but when you don't play good defense and you just give up easy plays, then that's, you know, that's not really a statement of, you know, great offensive football necessarily. It's more bad defensive football. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Thanks, Bill. I apologize to those we don't get to, but we'll have Doug Kide. You're the last question. Good morning, Bill. Uh, Dietrich Wise acknowledged that he bulked up a little bit this offseason. Would that allow him to either move around a little bit more or potentially play different positions on your defense? I know it might be kind of minimal, but how much of an impact does that make? Well, I think uh, you know Dietrich is a, a very unique player. Uh, he has such a, a, a big frame and a good frame that um, you know, he's the type of player that can that can put on you know a significant amount of weight based on the scale, uh, and not not really look too much different. Um, so, and I think that's really been the case. You know, I I know we we talked about that uh, when the season's over. We've talked about it several times since then. And uh, but I think the the weight that he's put on has been good weight. Um, he's worked hard at it, and he doesn't look a lot different than than what he looked like before. Uh, or last year at, at a lower weight. So um, I think his, his plays improved. Um, you know, I think some of that's due to technique and experience. Uh, but, you know, he, he is a little bit bigger and, and a little bit stronger. So I don't think that's um, – I, I think that's a good thing, not a bad thing. But, uh, you know, in the end, I think the, the major improvement in his play from uh, what I've seen so far this year in training camp has just been, you know, his technique, um, how quickly he – reads and reacts and recognizes plays and and just being you know a better you know improving in some of the fundamentals you know, he's a very hard worker and he's the type of kid that when you ask him to work on something uh he really goes all in and and makes a strong commitment to try to improve it and and make it better and um and that's been evident you know this year uh the areas that he's you know dedicated himself to to improving and uh, that's shown up on the field so um Really been impressed with what, what he's been able to do so far. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, everyone. Uh, we'll have assistant coaches coming up in about five minutes. Okay. Thank you.